We're on the road. Where transportation goes, community grows. Welcome to On the Road with the MTA. And welcome to another exciting edition of On the Road with the MTA. I'm Jay Gibbons, alongside with Stephanie Kay from the MTA. That's right. Hey, hey, and here we are. (laughs) (laughs) And we love working together at MTA because they do so many wonderful things for the community. They sure do. I know. I just went to... I actually can't say they. We. We. (laughs) Yes, as a team, as a conglomerate. Yes. I just went to a a chamber event today, and I found out more about the veterans and how they're honoring them. And MTA is always there to take them to their... If, if a veteran or their spouses need to get to the grocery store or anything health and wellness, MTA has partnered with the Veterans Administration. We've been there for free, and that's yep. my favorite thing to do. So, so glad we can do that. So proud of that. And I'm glad to say that we have a special guest today. Super special guest. He's not only the best. Super special. Wow. <laughs> he's not only the very best <laughs> boss ever, but I mean, a visionary, and he is the best community leader. And that's why we have these free rides for the veterans. It's all because of his vision, his big heart. We have our CEO, Mr. Ed Benning. Thank you for joining us. He's back again. Thank you. Encore. Quite an introduction. Well, it is, and it's so true. I know you just ran from a meeting that you were doing, and I think Otisville, I know we have you going to Fenton tomorrow. You're going to be on TV. I know you sponsor things. You're so helpful to the community because you really do care. Everybody I talk to has nothing but good words to say about you. you. And how you've made a difference. Absolutely. Busy times. It is. I know. Well, we just keep missing each other. I think you were like leaving when I was coming and just going and I was in Fenton and you were here. So we're everywhere that we could possibly be. Absolutely. But tell us more about MTA and how it is changing and what we can expect in the future. Well, let me start off uh, by saying this is that uh, in our industry, uh, we're an industry that uh, if you look at United States uh, in the way that people view public transit, unfortunately, sometimes in our legislature, they view it as a welfare service, oh. social service. If you go to Europe or you go to Canada, it's considered a very quality of life. It's the fabric of the community. And it's very important that you have transit in every community. And so we have to turn that around in this country. And the way we need to turn that around is that we have to take a posture of being open for business. Mm-hmm. And I can't say that enough. We need to have a sign that says open for business. The reality is, is the funding for public transportation, in my opinion, will never meet the needs that exist. I can see that. So we have to find ways to be very creative. We have to partner with business. And when I say open for business, we have to figure out a way to be able to provide the highest level of service in our communities and do it in a very sustainable manner. So how do you do that? Well, you do that by reaching out to the various partners that really want to use public transit and many of them are willing to come forward. They may not understand that public transit uh, is open to those concepts. And, And there are people that think, well, you know, the bus is going down the street or the van going down the street and and the reality is, is not meeting our needs. And so that's where this whole new transformation must come in. And what we need to do is we need to go into communities and we need to find out what works and what don't work. And how can we develop a higher quality of life in the community and make it a livable community? Well, how do you make a community livable? The way you do that is that people that would never think about using public transit could be using public transit if you have services that resonate and, and work for them, and that is not necessarily on a bus running on a, on a route with, with signs. It's the ability to pick up your phone, pick up your app, and to call the vehicle. 
And so you get up in the morning, you say, okay, uh, this is Jay, I want to go to work. And uh, <laughs> I live out here in the suburbs, and I want to go downtown, and uh, I go to work there. And so please send a vehicle. And so within 15 to 20 minutes, hopefully, we respond, and we're there, pick you up, take you, drop wow. you off. When you're ready to go home from work, we do the same thing. And that's public transit. That can be where public transit can make a real difference. And sure. now, Jay... Uh, realizes, wait a minute, I don't need three vehicles. I may not even need a vehicle if I can depend upon this. And I can go to work early for the day. I can go to stay over. I can go home early if, if I'm only working part of a day. Then you have service that starts to meet the needs. And those needs are going to be different every community. But there are one common theme that exists, and that is that people today are looking for services that meet the very fast lifestyles. We Absolutely. And that is not necessarily going to happen through traditional means. Now, there are people that will utilize service, and it may be their only source of transportation, and they may ride along a fixed route, and it works for them. They make it work. Okay, i got to transfer, and, you know, I'm going down the street, and I see people looking down the street looking for the bus. Well... We're going to be taking care of that soon. You'll know what time the next bus is coming. But still, you have to wait. And in some particular cases, waiting is, is you know, maybe not the best option, but they say, okay, this works for me. But we must take a look at how can we deliver service in a more um, efficient and effective manner. And we're going to do that by uh, going into uh, one particular community, and we're going to pilot some programs under what we call microtransit. So what's microtransit? Well, microtransit is a system that allows the individuals that leaders that may oversee that community to really determine what is needed and how do you deliver it. So first of all, you do a needs assessment. What do you need to improve things in our community and how can transit have a role? Once you determine what that is, then it's incumbent upon us to figure out a way to make it. I'll tell you, in our business, we're, we're the experts. And if we can't make it work, and uh, there's an absence of taxi cab service in our oh, communities. Yes, we don't have sure. Uber and Lyft running all over. So I think with transit, we have a great opportunity. And I think the pandemic, as much as it's challenged all of us and as difficult as it's been, it's offering us a great opportunity because people work remote today. And yep. They may not go to work. Well, if you look in their driveway, they may have decided that instead of having three vehicles, they only have one. Sure. Because both the couple is maybe both working at home. Someone figured out why pay the insurance, why pay for the vehicle sitting there. Upkeep on they, the car, the, ca and cost the gas. gas. Oh, gas. Holy. And so, uh, but when one of them is gone and the other one needs to go somewhere, then they need to find a way. They need, sure. need to be able to work that out. Or perhaps they've got rid of all their vehicles. Maybe they don't have them. Many young people today are opting not to get mm -hmm. a driver's license. Well, in that regard, uh, we can be that source to provide them an opportunity if they want to go to the restaurant or they want to go to a uh, public you know, venue that is for entertainment. It could be for many things. So transit can be the answer to many of those things. And so this transformation will take us some time. We're going to learn an awful lot, but it's... In my opinion, eyes wide open for business. Let's figure out a way to do it and do it better than we ever have before. And this reliance upon, we must have federal money and state money to operate our systems. The feds give us capital. 
the state gives us operating. At the state level, we receive about 30% of the 50% we're eligible for. The local millage allows us to fill in the gap and to provide great service. So now what we want to do is we want to figure out the other leg of that stool could be the private sector businesses or municipalities that say, we want to partner with, we want to do. That could be um, everything from trolley buses to I'm looking in right now and I'm very interested in autonomous vehicles. I would like to put autonomous vehicles in some of our communities and run them in an area where we have one route and you just goes back and the autonomous vehicle picks you up. We don't need any driver. What we need is somebody watching a vehicle on a screen to make it sure it gets to where it's supposed to go. Interesting. And that yeah. can be done anywhere. That could be, you know, you don't have to be in the neighborhood to do it. You can monitor the vehicle uh, hundreds of miles away. And I know it sounds scary, but it might be safer than some people into the drive. <laughs> it could be. Some yeah. I see nowadays, it, it, it certainly could. So, you know, I've... Um, been writing a paper about this whole issue, and uh, I'm, I'm really uh, adamant about the fact that we must run public transit system with a private sector attitude, and we must do it in a way that we figure out how to partner because it will benefit our communities and the people. Absolutely. You know, you talk about different countries don't have that, you know, the we can be a role model for them. A lot of people in the states, this this in this United States, don't have what we have here in Flint, Michigan, oh, this no. in Genesee no. County. I can't tell you how many people I've worked with with the, with the media, and they may have just moved here from Seattle or from California or whatever they're wherever they're from, and they said they don't have the services like the Veterans Administration to pick up their father and take them to his meetings or his doctor's appointments wherever he needs to go. And she said they don't have that that public transportation like we have it here because we have your ride that picks you up. We have rides to wellness and we have vets to wellness. And now talking about this kind of like a maybe rides to work. You even mentioned that Absolutely. and this Uber type system that sounds like it's just a customized. Uh, travel for each individual is amazing. And I know, how many people do you think that we give transportation to? It used to be 5 million a year. With the, with the COVID, I think things have changed. How many do you think we, you know, we support we, now? We probably uh, drop a little bit low, 4 million a year right now, but the numbers are going back up. You sure. Know, but they're going to go up uh, utilizing very special services. And so we will achieve and we will exceed what we've done in the past. But we have to figure out what do people need now? You know, how will people uh, utilize our services and what's important? You know, we don't think much of it. We get in our car and we go to the grocery store. If we can find anything on the shelves when we get there, but, you know. And, <laughs> and if, if we, we can get, afford it, we'll see if we it. can afford it, you know. And then there comes those people that uh, they have to figure out a way to get there. They yeah. negotiate a, a way to uh, get through the store. In some cases, uh, they're limited. They're in carts and different things that they must drive. So we can make a difference, you know, and we can figure out a way to uh, improve their quality of life because we can offer opportunities to, uh, to get them there, make sure that it's a pleasant experience. Um, I often tell people, and I tell our drivers and our staff this, that if you go to the grocery store and you can tell me precisely what time you'd be ready to be picked up, uh, that's amazing. Uh, right, you, even you the doctor, might, the dentist, you, you anything. You may factor yeah. some time in, but the reality is once you're in the store, and uh, nowadays, challenge to not only go in the store, but figure out where everything's at. And right. Figure out. Uh, they change it as soon as you know where things are located. They change the whole store. And if yeah. you have ice cream or something, it's going to be melting if yeah. you don't have a ride and home. And you go through checkout, which today many of them are self-checkout. And yeah. so, but the reality is, is if you can provide a service that makes that a pleasant experience. Sure. And people, um, people can go and make it a pleasant experience. Then you, your quality of life is, is really great. And 
And that's what we need to do in public transit. Often we get in this, I think we get kind of caught up in, in like a box, if you will. Many small systems are a function of, of this happening. You take a very small transit system, they have limited funding, they're trying to pay drivers extra wages now because of what's happening you know, in our mm-hmm. industry, all, all employers are experiencing. Then you have fuel prices that are higher, They're not yeah. all using alternative fuels like we are. And in many cases, they are the manager, the dispatcher, they may even drive, they may even wash the vehicles. And so they have to wear all these different hats. And so they are not really in a position to try to become creative. And mm-hmm. They don't have the time to set and think about how innovation can, can help. And when the funding, you use just the funding that you're receiving, don't look for other ways to enhance that, then you're going to have a system that is maybe not going out of business, but it's pretty close. And, and I tell people, when you start cutting service, you're going out of business in this business. Sure. So, you yeah. know, I recently was on a call in Washington and uh, had some legislators on the phone and someone mentioned, well, we may have to cut service. And I said, well, you're you're going out of business. You need to figure out another way to do it. But, you know, what is amazing to me is when you start demonstrating legislators that you can make things happen, once they get past the awe factor and they figure out, well, how in the world are you doing that? Where'd that come from? And, you know, who, who told you to do that? And, <laughs> and, and how can we get others to do that? And all of a sudden, they're your partner. Yeah. And, and they become your partner. I've had it happen in the Senate and I've done it in other places. You know, obviously they're not transportation experts, you know. Right. I'm not, well, a, le- I'm not a legislator either, but, I, <laughs> but I, you, do, I do know what sells and what don't sell. You, you know, do so. work magic because I've heard from people that watched you walk into a room and they wanted just to eat you for dinner. They were like just after you. And <laughs> then, a few but, of them. <laughs> by the time you left, they, they said that you were shaking hands, like, hey, thanks sure. for coming in. You do work magic. And yeah. Jay has said, it's like a hockey player. He doesn't just uh, hit the puck, p- right. hit the puck. You watch where the puck is going. You, oh, yeah. you try to find where we need to go in the future. And that's, you've always done that since the day I've met you. I mean, you've always had a way to make the needs supplied for people. You see what they're going to be needing and you make it happen ahead of time. Absolutely. Well, thank you. You know, we, we have to be in a position to say yes and then figure it out. And, <laughs> you know. I know a couple of times people that you work with went, what? Because yeah. I remember when they said, we have children. He said, well, we'll put car seats in the car. They went, what? We can't do that. He's like, yes, we can. Yes, we will. Well, you know, <laughs> we and, have. I, and I think when you learn to say yes in this business and we figure it out, we start becoming very creative. Mm-hmm. When you become very creative, you have people that want to follow that. You, know, sure. you have staff that... If we were to come in here every day and do the same thing over and over and over again, it wouldn't be long and people would say, you know, this place now is so boring. But, you know, I mean, we do spend an awful lot of time at work and in our careers. And be a part of something that can be amazing is more than the people Absolutely. say that, you know, you can pay people X amount, give them benefits, call them daily and tell them you appreciate them. But the reality is, is that uh, when you make work, so that is, um, make this great place to work. Rewarding. You get a great community that we live in, and you make it such that people want to be a part of it. it it's, it's something that you can't put a price tag on. Well, I know I'm very honored to be able to work at MTA. And it's, it's, it's rewarding when you can help somebody who maybe was in a wheelchair or a veteran or somebody who's sick or the elderly that cannot get to their doctor's appointments or where they need, or the grocery store. I know you have such a big heart that during the pandemic, you made those rides free to make sure people even kept it going just on Sundays once the pandemic was coming out of that 
dangerous, challenging era. You want to make sure they got to the grocery store or to church. And that's why you made it free for Sunday for like the entire, I don't know how many months long you did that. That would be very expensive. And yet you cared about people. And that makes us feel so honored to work for somebody who cares about the community. And then we make things happen for them. I mean, you can't do that with many jobs. And that's where we're grateful to work here. Yeah, and I I appreciate that. You know, it's the reality is is that we're, uh, we're, we're very blessed. I think that in my time being here, I think that we have today the the best staff I've ever worked with. I mean, Are you people, looking at me when you say that? Is that what you meant? <laughs> he was looking at me. No, oh, I'm sorry. Like, yeah. like you can look back and forth. Yeah. We'll get close so, enough so you can see us. There you go. But I, I really mean that because people are so responsible. People step up. They know what their role is. They know where they fit in. You know, I, you know, communication is always difficult because no matter how much you try, sometimes it's not quite enough. You know, and so so I didn't know about that. I didn't hear about that. Mm. You know? Really or they hear what they want to. Yeah, they hear what they want. But, you know, I it's very important to me. It's one of the reasons I write in every newsletter we have is I want to try to get word out. You know, and I think the more of that we do, uh, the better organization we are in. And, you know, it's we have our challenges. There are many challenges out there. Uh, but I have found that the challenge to load up with opportunity we need to look at, you know, what can we do with those challenges to turn those into positive outcomes? And uh, we've been able to do it, and I think we'll be doing some very um, exciting things over the the next couple of years. You well, know. you never become complacent. You never say, hey, it's running fine. So I'm just going to sit back oh, here and no. go on vacation. Uh-huh. Even on vacation, you are working constantly. Oh, no, no, I can't. You know, if we do that, we, uh, you're like a business. You know, anytime a business sets back and, and doesn't prepare itself for what's going on around it, you know, you have to be very much aware of what's going on, what trends, what's happening, and uh, – you know, try to stay ahead of the game. And I think that's what we have to do. Well, they're lucky to have you and you can't retire, at least not until we retire. (laughs) I'm not not ready to retire. Okay, good. (laughs) Hang in there. Because we need, I can't imagine anybody taking over the role that you've done. Well, you know, there are great people in this industry and uh, we have great people here. And uh, the thing is key is that uh, we have to make sure we take really good care of the people in this community. And and when we stop doing that, then, you know, in my opinion, we're out of business. You're well, wrong. and I know yeah. you do, and you've proven it. I mean, I've gone to the chamber events, and you're there speaking with me. I've gone to the, I've on, I'll be on a complaint listening on the complaint meetings, and you're right there listening to make sure things are getting done on, on top of all the other meetings and going to Washington and running this business with, what, 700 employees and <laughs> all the community that needs you, yeah. almost four to five million people a year getting a ride. I don't know how you do it effortlessly. I'd be sweating right now with you. You just make it look yeah, so well, easy. Well, we've been doing it a while. Yeah. <laughs> and so. I have discovered that we're all very busy in our whatever department we're in. We're all busy. You know, there's stress that comes with any job. But I just don't know how you organize all of that because we're all doing different jobs and staying busy. And you had to think about every single job and who you're going to get to hire to do that job. And you even kind of create jobs for people. So, And I know you're so good about helping people with disabilities. And we've talked about Ashley Seymour, who was um, totally blind as a child when she was born. And you gave her a job. And you gave oh, her absolutely. a purpose. And you absolutely. gave her such a, a reason to feel proud about what she's doing. So you really do care. And I don't know if people realize that so much. So I wanted Thanks. to shine yeah. that light on you. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. You know, people with disabilities may have a disability, but... And they may have different needs we have, but the reality is they also have a wealth of uh, things they can do 
And we need to turn that on, figure yeah. out what it is and how it can fit and work for us. Well, I even love what you put on Facebook and you said it's not a disability, it's a different ability. It is. And that's it's so true. That's true. I that's, know. Look at people with autism, how intelligent they are when, in some areas that we can't even imagine. Like Rain Man, you saw that, how great he was mm -hmm. with math. And that's just incredible. And you, and you find that in people and you make that work. You definitely fine tune their, ads, their assets. So thank yeah. you for that. Well, we'll be doing some more work in that regard. We might surprise you with some thoughts I have rolling around in my head. Oh, really? I can't <laughs> wait to hear what those are. Uh, I think there's some great opportunities. You know, uh, I'll give you one quick one. You know, we have people sitting in a in an office cubicle or in a space answering the phone, and uh, those phones can be answered anywhere. And, yeah. you know, Blue Airlines proved that. You could do all your booking of airline right through someone at home. So mm -hmm. you didn't even know where they were at. And, yeah. And we need to think about that. Well, I can't tell you how many times I'll be in a phone call with maybe paying a bill or whatever it might be, and I'll hear a baby crying in the background or I'll hear a dog. I'll oh. say, are you working from home? Oh, yeah. I said, don't Absolutely. you love it? Oh, I do. I can buy my laundry on, still work. Absolutely. Everyone feels that they work more productively because they can get things done at home. They don't feel like their mm -hmm. mind is thinking about home when they're at the office. So that does work. You you kind of did it half and half here mm -hmm. so far, and it's working great. I think people all appreciate that. And I know even when I'm on a remote day, I'm a lot more like I'm watching my phone constantly so people will know I am. I'm working. I'm watching my phone and my emails. And it's just you see that as being a positive and you're working with that and you're making that work for people. Like people in a wheelchair, they can work at the phone so they can work from home. And you, you've done so many of that too. I've seen you hire so many different disabilities that are different abilities and you make it work for them. Sure. Well, thanks. I tell you something real comical before we end. Here. <laughs> okay. I, I have on my phone a scanner now. And so I've learned to use scanner, you know, PDF. And so... Oh, uh, cool. I just wrote a presentation that I'll, I'll be going over with you some information we're going to be able to use when Good. in the community. And so Jackie sent, gave it to me to uh, kind of go over. So I went over it and I made some changes. So I pull out my scanner and I scanned it and I sent it to her. And she was laughing. She said, I thought I had a hacker sending stuff to me. Oh, today. funny. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie is his secretary. She does a great job of uh, keeping his schedule so uh, on track. Mm -hmm. She was, uh, you know, she laughs. She says, oh, here comes your PDF again. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that wonderful what they can do? I remember when what I was is? in Skill Center, I had just gone with the um, Rotary to take a tour of the Skill Center. It's now the Genesee Career Center, not Skill Center. But um, it's changed so much. And there's such a great ability there for people to, these kids can take one year past high school and have a degree in like mm -hmm. culinary arts or even get in the, on the medical field. And they have the ROTC, one of the best around, award-winning. But when I was there, I thought, I came here back, you know, a little, little time ago, a couple of years ago. <laughs> Just and a few years back. Yeah, back in like 1977, I was there. <laughs> and I was interested in data processing. And it was one whole wall of computer. And it just oh. it fascinated me. Yep. Now we have that in our phone, in our oh, hand. That whole yeah. thing is in our hand now. That's how things have changed. Mm -hmm. And you see the change coming with mm -hmm. that, with the transportation, with people, with their abilities and their needs. And I just, I just love watching how you work. You said there's another presentation you're going to be giving. I can't wait to see what you're going to say and hear. And whatever's rolling around in your head, I got to hear about that. <laughs> yeah, well, tra yeah, transformative uh, technology. We've transformed a lot of things here. Just, in the, oh. just in the in the in the four and a half years that I've been here, oh, and we've transformed a lot, and we have a lot more coming absolutely so, yes. well you know the intention moving forward is that i really want to do some work with youth in the community oh i'm so glad to hear entering that entering apprenticeships and I, I really want to open their eyes in fact i want to bring groups here have them really see what's here 
and understand that there could be a future for them. And mm-hmm. so we'll be doing that soon. Well, we need drivers That's so fantastic. desperately. Yeah. I mean, people can, if they want a yep. job driving, they can do that right now. Just go to mtaflint.org. You can see all the jobs that we have out there. I love that you do take the children into consideration. You're hiring them to do the gardening outside. Oh, absolutely. They can learn how to be a, a master gardener well, by uh, doing that. There'll soon be about 20 of them here in the next two weeks. Really? Oh, fantastic. Painting, working in maintenance, gardening. And so the uh, vast majority of them are employed boys here, their grandchildren, the children, we reach out. Mm-hmm. And um, that's been kind of a struggle to kind of surprise me. And But in the end, we were able to get about 20 of them working. So yeah. it makes well, me feel good. And there was one young lady that did a great job, and I hired her to work at my house. And she loved that because she was getting a car, and she knew the okay. gas money. And so yeah. and she did a great job with that. So, okay. yeah, you, you never great. know what opportunity you give them might spawn off of something else. Oh, sure. She might become a master gardener and have there her own go. career. <laughs> and you don't need to go to college and have that four-year, you know, uh, expense looking at no, you if you have no. a if you have a skill like no. mechanics here they they can even do driving mechanics you have so many things to offer here absolutely yeah guys well all right well, thank you i know you're so busy and you, you probably have to go off to washington or something now but <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> i want to thank you and, thank and you. if you think of any partners that you would like for them to join us or if you'd like to invite them in please let us know because okay. podcast is open for that and okay. we definitely loved our partners i didn't realize how many people partnered with mta oh it's growing yeah it's growing it's yeah, several it's a growing number I know VAAA, they're valley, oh, wonderful, and the um, the Veterans Administration. Oh, Couldn't do without them. What's happened with the pandemic is that many organizations had their own transportation. They're doing their own thing. When the pandemic came, they lost those drivers. Right. And, uh, and they're coming to us and now in herds wanting us to do their work. I mean, we will probably double our ridership on Rides to Wellness over the next two years. Oh, I bet. Uh, I know, because you put me in charge of the special transportation. Thank you so much. Right. They want the trolleys, they want the buses, <laughs> right. they want the your ride. Want the, I, so, yeah, oh, my I, goodness. Actually, I just got, um, I was on the website. I'm, I'm looking to buy two compressed natural gas trolleys. I found, oh, found two. Great. And bring them here. Everybody that's wants fantastic. the trolleys. They just think they're so, they're cool to look at. They're, mm-hmm. they're fun. We have two now, so you might be getting more, you said. Oh, that's yes. wonderful. Well, all right. If you want some special transportation, we can do that for you, too, here at MTA. (laughs) Well, thank you for coming in, Mr. Benning, and all the information that you share with us. And thank you for listening each and every week as we bring in different partners and organizations in our community that just make your life better. So thank you for listening, and please stay safe. And thank you, Jay, for all you do as well. Anytime. All right. (laughs) Thanks for listening. You've been listening to On the Road with the MTA. For more information on our services and community outreach, visit us online anytime at www.mtaflint.org and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. The MTA, your community, your connection, your way.